Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. Hey, I hear you. I know that it's frustrating when your engagement is down, but are your results down? Are you tying your efforts to actual results? And what are those results telling you? Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Thanks to Nutrafol for supporting Gold Digger. It's time to join the thousands of women standing up for their strands. You can grow thicker, healthier hair by going to Nutrafol.com, promo code Gold Digger, for 20% off your Nutrafol order. If you want to get more dream customers on your website and into your funnels, you'll want to dive into the new book from my dear friend, Russell Brunson, ASAP. Get a free copy of his book, Just Cover the Shipping, at jktrafficsecrets.com. That's jktrafficsecrets.com. All right, Kylie, I feel like now, I mean, it's kind of weird to welcome you. Welcome to your show that you help produce. <laughs> welcome. It's so great to be here. You know, I used right. to tell people, I do, what do you do for work? Well, I do like everything on the Gold Digger podcast except host it. But now I'm like partnering with Jenna a couple times a year to do this. So I can't use that line anymore, but I'm loving I it. Oh, I know. It's the best. I know. So welcome to the home that you help create. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's like when you host your spouse and you like make them a special meal and they're like, wait, what happened? Wait, this is exciting. So (laughs) that's what we get to do together. Yes. Oh my gosh. So when we were talking about just different show ideas, one of the things that we were talking about is that so many people right now, especially in this year, are struggling. And I feel like people are getting so close to throwing in the towel because they're thinking, I don't have a marketing budget, or I've tried all these different things and they don't work, or the things that worked in the past are not working today and I don't know where to turn. So I think today is going to be really exciting because we're going to talk about just different free marketing strategies. And I think that these are things 
that our audience can start employing today? Like items that they can listen to and be like, all right, I'm going to go do that BRB. Let me pause the show and get to it. So I'm really excited to just talk about this because I feel like with this whole year, we're learning how much we need to be ready to evolve and change and experiment and try. And I think a lot of people have forgotten that curious nature that comes when you're starting a new project because we're losing our stamina. So it's all about regaining marketing stamina with new creative ideas. And that's what I'm excited to chat about today. Yeah, it's going to be so great too, because whether you're just starting out or this year is a year that you have to run lean for whatever reason, we're going to be talking about free strategies, but like free and effective strategies because free is great, but it has to work too. So I know that when you were just starting out in your business, service-based business, wedding photography, were you investing in marketing from the very beginning? So yes and no is my answer here. And I'm excited to talk through this because so much has changed. I mean, it's actually almost been a decade since I first created my Facebook page and made it official. But at the beginning, so much of it was like grassroots efforts. So diving into people's messenger, watching for people to have that relationship status change and saying, hey, guess what? You're engaged. You're going to plan a wedding. And I happen to be a wedding photographer. And I feel like looking at this year, I've actually gone back to a lot of that grassroots style of marketing in the sense of connection. I think that this year we are so disconnected from our loved ones, from our family, from our neighbors, from the people that we are used to spending time with. And I think a lot of people are feeling lonely. And so when I think about marketing nowadays, it's not a one-to-many message. It's a one-to-one touch point. And so that's the first part of the answer. The second part was I did invest in advertising in the form of getting a listing on a popular wedding site. And that was like more hitting the masses and hoping something stuck. It was like throwing spaghetti at the wall and just praying that one noodle would stick. And so it's interesting because I don't necessarily think that the paid marketing would be the direction I would go in these days because when we can speak so clearly to the right person or people that it's undeniable that we're the right fit for them, I think that that is a way more effective long-term strategy. And I quickly pivoted into that after a year of advertising, if that makes sense. Okay. So that's interesting because you've already started to talk about some of the free things that you did to get people through the door. Those grassroots, shooting out DMs, hopping into people's inboxes on their Facebook private messenger. But that one-to-one connection feels like uncomfortable to me as a business owner right now. (laughs) It just, it feels backwards. Like, I don't want to talk to people directly. I feel like I might be annoying them, you know? Yes, yes. I hear that all the time. And it's so interesting because like, if you think about it, it's really ironic that we feel more comfortable like speaking to the masses and throwing a message out there than like closely sharing our passions and opportunities with people, right? Like it's kind of backwards. Like if I were to thrust Kylie up on a stage and have hundreds of people watching Kylie, like you're basically telling me that that would feel more comfortable than sitting down to coffee with someone. But we often don't look at it that way, right? Because we're looking at these massive 
mass marketing messages, even if it's to 20 people on an email list and just saying, I'm going to let that person choose if this is the right fit, right invitation, right marketing strategy, right product for them versus getting to know them and understanding how it could be the right choice for them. Does that make sense? It does. And now I have like heart palpitations thinking about (laughs) standing up on stage. Not only can we not have 100 people in a room right now, but just beyond that, speaking to all those people. Okay. So I'm starting to feel a little bit more on board with this one-to-one. Well, let's keep going on it then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's reframe marketing as a whole. So I'm sitting at a table right now recording and I have a chair sitting in front of me and I'm just visualizing your beautiful face sitting there so that it doesn't feel so weird that I've continually talked to a computer screen this entire year. But the truth is, is that a lot of times we are more afraid of marketing in this direct approach, this one-to-one approach, because we have things like body language that we could read. So if we visualize ourselves sitting in a coffee shop and I'm telling you about this new, let's just say skincare product, and I can read your body language and understand, okay, where is she at? How is she feeling? How is this going to make sense? And that thought really freaks us out because it invites in this opportunity for us to change the way we're presenting. It can almost like throw us off of our flow state because we're being receptive to how the person is receiving it. And the problem is that when we look at this like mass marketing, we're just saying, here's the message. We're throwing it out into the universe. It's up to people how they interpret it. But I think we're having a lot of missed opportunities. So here's an example for you. If you've ever gone to buy a car at a car dealership and you pull up and the person just judges based off of what you're currently driving, they don't ask you any questions. They don't want to know, you know, are you going to grow your family? Are you taking long road trips? Are you looking for better mileage or more comfort? They don't know what you want, but they're just judging and they're just selling straight to you. Like that's why car salesmen has such bad reputations because a lot of times they're not listening. They're just speaking, right? But what would that experience look like if you pulled up and they said, let's just sit down before we even browse. Let's just sit down. I want to hear about your life, your lifestyle, the things you love about your current car, the things you hate, the things you want to change. Are you going to expand? Do you need more storage? That would absolutely change your experience, right? And it would build that trust with whomever was selling to you because they were thinking about what you really need. And I think that this year has taught us that we need to go along that second salesman's idea of saying, tell me, tell me what you need. Tell me what you're looking for. Maybe I don't have the perfect thing here. Maybe I can create it. Or maybe I can point you in the direction of someone that can help you. And I think that we've gotten so used to strategies that allow us to speak to the masses that we've gotten really uncomfortable with feedback and with listening. Okay. So I just have to say that my dad's a car salesman and he's definitely (laughs) salesman number two. (laughs) I love him already. Beyond defending my father's honor right now. I am... Okay. I'm totally on board with the messaging of this one-to-one personal connection, learning about who you are marketing to before you go to market to them. Now, what does that look like taking that messaging 
what mediums support that kind of one-on-one personal messaging that are free these days? Yeah. So earlier this year, we did a pretty large launch and it was for a $2,000 course. And I literally spent, mm, I don't know, was it like 14 days responding to every single DM with videos or voice messages? I wanted people to know this is actually me. I am responding. I am seeing your messages. I'm answering your questions. I am looking at the kind of work you want to do. I am understanding your situation. Here's what I think. And it wasn't selling to every single one of them. Some of them, I'm like, you're not ready. Here's a better option or here's something that might make more sense for you. So DMs is a really great place. Now, what we fail to do is we fail to invite people to message us, right? We fail to ask people to ask us those questions. You can do that little questions box in your Instagram stories and you can video reply to each person. Like that's a very simple way to start to build that trust and to start to have that dialogue to understand people's situations. Another great place is Facebook. We use what Dan and Malstaff taught us about the buzz plan. And we just post words with that pretty little colored background and say, you know, if you could remove this one problem from your life, what would it be? Or what's keeping you up at night? Or in this season of life, what is your biggest struggle? Or when it comes to X, Y, Z, what's the first thing that holds you back? And a lot of times we just take that information as feedback and we're like, okay, we'll create around that. But I think that this year we have to really attune our ears to listen and to respond directly. A lot of times we've gotten so comfortable at creating for a group of people, or we have this ideal client avatar and we just say, ah, this is the person, this is the end all be all of what we create. But that ideal client avatar is also going through transformation this year and they're experiencing hardship and they're navigating different things. And so I just think as business owners as a whole, we need to start listening. I can think, for example, in our small town that we're living in of local businesses that have done just that. Like one of our favorite restaurants, they don't have outdoor seating available. And so instead of trying to figure something out, what they have created are meal kits. So you can create your favorite recipes at home. And they were just listening to the needs and the demand and the desires of the consumers and then saying, we're going to figure this out for you and we're going to do it well. Even just other online shops that have really noticed the trends of this year and really understood the requests of their customers and then said, okay, we're directly responding to those needs. Those are the people that are doing really well in such an uncertain year. But it's people that have said, you know, I love mass marketing, I love mass messaging. But let's actually hear from the people this year because we don't know what people need right now. I love that you threw it back to that launch earlier this year because I remember watching you in your (laughs) hotel room until the wee hours of the morning sending video DMs to people who weren't sure if this was their right move for them or the right next investment. And they didn't fit into a bucket of a mass marketing messaging situation. They needed to hear from you. So I love that. And I can just personally attest that I saw you do it. (laughs) And you were just always kind of talking in the background. like midnight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot, but Hey, that's what this year called for. So what other mediums are we talking about when we talk about free marketing strategies? Yeah. Okay. So I have five things that I thought of 
like right off of the tip of my tongue of ways that you can expand your reach, expand your message, expand your audience in a free way. So number one, guest blogging. So so many content creators this year are like creatively burnt out, right? They've pivoted, they've created, they've tried to shift gears. What if you could create content for different platforms that you love and admire and say, hey, I noticed you haven't spoken about this. I think it's really important. I would love to create the piece for you. Let me know if that's something that would serve your audience. So many publications, so many blogs, so many creators need assistance. And we're not experts in every single thing. And so if you're an expert in something and you see that gap, pitch to have a an opportunity to guest blog and get yourself exposed to their audience. So guest blogging is huge and blogging is not dead FYI. It is very much alive. The next one is podcast interviews. So again, along the same lines, if you've learned a lesson this year, if you have cracked the code on something, if you are an expert in something, pitch yourself and pitch yourself well to different podcasts. It doesn't have to be the biggest podcast in the space that you're in. It could be a smaller micro audience that is perfectly aligned with the information you have or the offer that you sell. And so getting on podcasts is an amazing way to not only get your message out to other people, but to refine that message and to also create content simultaneously for your own brand. When you're featured somewhere else, that gives you content and credibility to share, hey, I was over here if you want to tune in, listen. And a lot of times being interviewed on a podcast gives you this opportunity to talk about and brag about and share your expertise in a way that you might be hesitant to do if it was just you talking. The next one is partnerships with other businesses on social media. Way back in the day, there was a group of about six of us girls, and we were all kind of in the similar like lifestyle, blogging space, entrepreneurial space. And what we did was like a follow Friday. Every single Friday, we would share about each other. We would talk about why we loved following one another. And we kind of just created this free synergy between one another. And all we did was just share about one account a week. So maybe you could gather peers in your industry or people that are in aligned industries or people in your geographic area and just say, hey, I would love to feature you once a week or every single Friday or whatever that looks like. Let me know if you'd want to get in on this. Maybe we can get a couple other creatives and we can just help share one another and just boost each other's spirits. And I think that that's a really cool way to not only expose yourself to other people that are aligned, but also to just share that community over competition movement, which I think is so needed. Another one is having your podcast. So let's say you have a podcast, making sure that your podcast guests are sharing their interviews on your show. So that's exposing your show, your message, your expertise to their audience. So even if you're just hosting different people on your platform, it could be through an Instagram live that's collaborative. It could be having somebody guest blog on your blog, having people share their content, their experience on your platform is a really great way to expand your platform. So think of any opportunities you have to invite people on to collaborate that will allow them to share that collaboration with their audience. And then lastly, creating a free Facebook group related to your niche or to your expertise. So inviting people into community, I think this is probably the loneliest year that so many people have faced for so many reasons. And so just create 
creating a community around a topic or a shared interest or a passion and leading people. It doesn't have to be something formal. It can just be a space for people to share about their experiences. But creating that sort of community to make people feel less lonely is another great free way to expand your reach, to grow your audience, and to also share about what you're working on. How are those sounding? That's five things that we went through pretty quickly. Oh, those are killer. I love the one of having your podcast guests or your guest blogger sharing those pieces of content on their own platforms, not only because it expands your reach, but also it kind of gives you credibility by connection. You have this expert on your platform, you're hosting those conversations or that blog, and it just expands your expertise in your industry by being connected to someone who is also an expert in their industry. So I love that. Yes. Yes. And it's things that people can do today. Like it's things that don't even require a lot of legwork. Like maybe you've already written an article on something that you're an expert in. Pitch that article to other places. There's so many things that I think people have just gotten unwilling to like get back into the marketing trenches. Or maybe you're so far removed from those early days, or maybe you haven't even started yet and you don't even know what the trenches look like. But a lot of times it's getting comfortable with hearing no, but also getting excited and understanding that there is a possible yes that could really make an impact for you, your business, and your goals. I've got a book recommendation for you. I'm so excited about this book for a hundred reasons, but let me put this simply. If you want to get more people on your website and into your funnel, snag a free copy of Traffic Secrets by my friend Russell Brunson at jktrafficsecrets.com. Just cover shipping and the book and the knowledge are all yours. Now this book, it's incredible. And I'm not just saying that because there's an entire chapter inside of it inspired by me, I promise. If you want the strategies and methods that Russell has perfected for bringing more more traffic to your platforms, get this book. I even give away some of my Instagram growth secrets in chapter number 10. So I want for you to get your hands on it, get a free copy of this book, just cover the shipping at jktrafficsecrets.com. Russell combined years of research plus his incredible traffic secrets to get more eyeballs and more dream customers onto your site and into your funnels. This book is free, just cover the shipping. If you head to my link, jktrafficsecrets.com. 30 million women are impacted by weekend or thinning hair, but thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. The ups and downs of running a business, becoming a mom, and all the hormone changes that come with it. I know I'm not alone when I look in the mirror and see my hair isn't as thick as it used to be. But I've started taking Nutrafol and I'm eager to watch a transformation happen. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Like many good things, healthier hair growth takes time so you'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol fall as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. I loved taking the quiz on the Nutrafol site to figure out the exact solution that made sense for my hair growth situation. Like if stress is a 
negative factor impacting your hair growth, Nutrafol will recommend a booster that helps you manage stress from the inside out so your hair can grow in a healthier, stress-free environment. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and using the promo code GOLDDIGGER and new customers will get 20% off. This is their best offer available anywhere plus free shipping on every order. Get 20% off at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code GOLDDIGGER. So when we're talking about social media, because that's an obvious one that comes to mind, and you mentioned creating that Facebook group and community, I feel like the algorithm on Instagram, on Facebook, on all these social media platforms is getting so good at sniffing out a sales message or a marketing message. And they want people to invest in their paid ads. And so those posts are getting pummeled. They're not being served the way we want them to. So how can we approach that? Like, should we be jumping right into a sale or does it look differently when you're using social media for a free marketing strategy? Yeah. I mean, I think we can speak from experience, you and I, that we're still constantly trying and experimenting and figuring out like, how do we load in our posts to really get across the message that we want to, but also to ensure that the right people are hearing that right message and that it's not getting lost in the algorithm. One of the things that I think is super interesting, and I think that we're all kind of naturally pivoting towards is using our grid and our feeds to really just serve people and to meet them where they're at. And instead of these loud sales pitches or these huge call to actions, meaning you're inviting people off of the platform that they're on, that the platform wants them to stay on, we're really understanding how to kind of envelope these sales pitches into posts that still serve. So for example... Recently, we are inviting people to a webinar. It's going to be so great. I really want everyone to hear about it. But instead of just saying, hey, go tune into this free training, I did a woman empowerment quote, which resonated with people regardless of whether or not they were going to attend the webinar. And I created that caption to serve that message with a little PS. Hey, Just in case you're wondering who I'm supporting these days, I want you to go check out this training. This is going to be a game changer. Things like that do so much better than the blatant, hey, here's this thing. I really want you to buy it or go to it or check it out or sign up. And so it's interesting because I think there still has to be a mix of that. But I think that we're leaning more into organic, just serving, 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 And then maybe using other tools like Instagram stories or ways to guide people off of the platform in an organic way that doesn't tip the algorithm off to be like, no, 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 block this post. They're trying to weasel their message in without paying for it. And so I think it's a really delicate dance. And I also think that during a selling season for you, you're going to have to almost double up on posts. While your posts might not get as much engagement if there's that direct call to action off of it, they're still doing something good. They're preserving that marketing message for you. They're hopefully hitting the right people that need it. They're inviting people to understand how they can take action with you. And they're going to kind of serve to preserve that memory or that collaboration or that project or that product in your feed so that down the line when someone is maybe searching and saying, well, I wonder what he or she does or what they sell or what their offer is. It's preserving that there so that people can kind of go back and understand, oh, this is the gist of it, or this is how this makes sense. 
Yeah, we're in a time of experimenting with social media and it used to be how to beat the algorithm. And now it's like, give the algorithm what it wants and you'll get yeah. back from the algorithm what yes. you want. <laughs> yes. And I think too, on that point, a lot of times people will complain to me about Instagram. I totally get it. It can be really frustrating. Well, maybe your engagement is down, which honestly, I think it's down across the entire board. Are your results down? And I think that a lot of times people get frustrated when they're not actually tying their marketing efforts to real results. So maybe your post fell flat in terms of likes and comments, but maybe it got you a sale or a new client or a sign up or someone to email you and get in touch with you. And so I always challenge my students and say, Hey, I hear you. I know that it's frustrating when your engagement is down, but are your results down? Are you tying your efforts to actual results? And what are those results telling you? Because while engagement is great and important, it's a vanity metric. And so if we're only gauging our efforts off of those vanity metrics, then it's going to be impossible for us to understand or discern what our marketing strategy needs to be. And if we let those vanity metrics dictate, then we would only post baby and puppy photos all day and all night and it <laughs> wouldn't move us forward towards our goal, right? Yes. Yes, we would. <laughs> post a photo of Coco, engage it through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, so let's talk about free in a little bit of a different way. So we're talking about free marketing strategies. But early on in my entrepreneurial career, when I was a video producer, a man approached me and asked if I would provide video production services for free as a strategic free is what he called it because he said I would get a ton of exposure and mm -hmm. I'd get referral business and all of this. And I declined because I totally felt like he was trying to take advantage of me and my little fledgling business. But it did get me thinking like, is there ever a good way to give away what you do for free? And can that be beneficial? Or do you protect that fiercely? You know, I think it's going to look different. I love this question. I think it's going to look different for so many different people based on where you're at in your business. So I want to give examples of yeses and nos. So when I first started out as a wedding photographer, if I found opportunities that I knew would get me actual exposure and not just like vanity exposure, but like in front of the right people, whether it was teaming up for a styled shoot that would likely be featured in a magazine or anything that could kind of give you that credibility that you talked, like credibility within proximity, building relationships with wedding planners, things like that. That was the time where I gave my creativity and my efforts and my abilities and my photos for free. And I don't regret that at all because it gave me something to celebrate. It gave me this opportunity to get in front. It gave me the clout and it helped me build relationships. And I think that when we are looking at, quote, opportunities that feel shiny, we really have to hold it up to a lens and say, is this in alignment with my values? Is the potential, I want to say potential exposure, worth me giving up my time and talent? Nowadays, I would say no. Oh my gosh, never. But when I think back, if I'm getting really honest, there was a lot of time where I would create content for brands for free just to get that exposure, where I would team up and help other people you know, create their messaging. And I did a lot of free work because I think that that's part of one, honing in your expertise, but two, building relationships. 
looking at 2020, I think relationships are more important now than ever. But a lot of times you'll notice that those quote shiny opportunities are coming from people that don't really value that relationship. They're just looking at how they can get ahead. I was talking to one of my friends recently, and she is constantly bombarded with these shiny opportunities. And I always say that when somebody is painting something to be really good for you, you need to ask yourself what's in it for them. Because a lot of times they're only looking out for themselves. Another example in this season of my career is I'll often get pitched like, Jenna, before COVID and everything, come and speak on this stage. There's thousands of people. It's going to be such a good opportunity for you. And I've realized, you know what? I can hold up my phone, stay in my pajamas, be at home and speak to more people free and not have to travel and miss time with my family. And that's shinier to me these days than being on a stage in front of people who might never take action with me. And so I think that it's something that you need to weigh out. Do you have the bandwidth? Is it going to expose you to the right people? Is the person that you're partnering with somebody that is a strategic relationship that is going to be mutually beneficial for you? Is that exposure going to help lead people into action with you? Or is it just growing someone else's business? And a lot of times I think that we are the kind of people that want to hold up a spreadsheet and check the boxes, but I think a lot of it has to happen within our gut. What is your intuition telling you about this opportunity? Does it excite you? Is it already draining you? How does that feel? Does that answer your question? Because it's a tough one. Yeah, that's so good. I love the point about if you're going to give something away for free, make sure you're getting in front of the right audience. You can't just be throwing out your free services, your free products, and not be reaching the people who could potentially invest down the road. Now, we've talked all about free marketing strategies, but are there ever indicators that it is time to invest, to move on from free marketing strategies? Or is there always a good time to be kind of incorporating those into your overall marketing plan? I think overall, you always want to employ free marketing strategies in your business, and you always want to be assessing how they're moving the needle for you. A lot of times what happens is, is that we get type A for a day or two, we create this marketing plan, and then we just start checking off the boxes each week. We post one blog, we hit social media three times, we spend 20 minutes a day commenting. And we don't actually take a step back to analyze our results. In fact, I think this is one of the gaps in our business that we're running is that we kind of just get on this schedule. We're very systematic in the way that we approach things. And sometimes we need to take a step back and say, okay, what is the data telling us? What are the results coming in? Are they worth the effort we're putting in? Are we maximizing those results? And I think that so many businesses, whether it's just you, a solopreneur, and you're starting out or all the way up to businesses with teams, we create these marketing plans and we just kind of stick to them without really asking ourselves, is there a better way? Is there something we can test? Is there a new thing we could try? What are the trends telling us? And I think that that's been something that we've been analyzing as a business and something that we need to dig into even more is just what is moving the needle for us the most? And then how can we kind of pour gasoline on that fire and have all of the other efforts support what's working? When it comes to paid marketing, 
I want to share something that has been so wildly valuable for our business and for the bang for your buck type strategy. So a lot of times when we go to launch something, whether it's a new offer or a new product or a new service, that's when we start thinking about paid marketing, right? Like we're like, there's this new thing. I need to sell it. I need it to be successful. Let me pour some money into my marketing budget, whether that's $100 or $10,000. But I have found in terms of investment, when it comes to paid marketing strategies, that it is worth its weight in gold to market during the pre-launch, not the actual launch. And what I mean by that is if you can create supporting information, supporting offers, free opportunities, ways that you can serve people, and you pour your ad dollars into that, you are going to convert people at a way cheaper cost. So for example, if we were promoting a freebie that I created that is aligned with our paid offer, we're paying under a dollar for a lead. But if we're inviting people to a training or to join a course, I mean, you can pay $5, $10, $100, $200 a lead easily. So would you rather take $100 and get 100 new leads, warm them up, serve them well, start off your relationship by adding value to their lives, or spend your entire budget on just getting one sale? And so if you are contemplating moving into paid marketing strategies, my biggest piece of advice is to start them when you're strictly serving, not when you're selling. Give people value. Give them time to warm up. Make sure that you're strategically connecting with them in a way that is really helping them discern if they're in alignment with your offer. And you're going to do so and make way more impact with your budget, whether it's small or large, than if you only go and navigate paid ads when it's time to sell. And I think this applies to marketing strategies indefinitely, free or paid. Serve, 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 serve. You're going to win people over you're going to have higher engagement, you're going to ensure that people are getting value from you. And then when you go to sell, it's going to feel so much more like an invitation than a pitch. Ooh, that's really good. You're like very smart, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you think so. (laughs) Do you agree? You think you're really smart. (laughs) I love learning from you. These sessions are so much fun for me as they are beneficial to me as I'm learning as you teach. And I see all of these strategies from behind the scenes. And I think it's just such a great way to share these with our audience in a new way. So before we close this little session out, is there any parting words you want to share about free marketing, especially during this entrepreneurial climate? Yeah. I think the biggest thing is, is never get too big for your britches. No matter what size your britches are, be willing to connect with people. Do not be afraid of having those conversations and really getting in depth. You know, Amy Porterfield teaches that you should get on the phone with people to ask them questions and to help understand them better. And I know that my immediate gut reaction is very similar to yours, Kylie, where it's like, (laughs) oh dear God, you want me to do what? But in reality, I think that it's such a valuable lesson for all of us that when we're starting out, we're so, our ears are so much more attuned for feedback. And I think that we have to get back into those positions that allow us to listen and learn and grow. 
invite people to ask you questions, invite people to share their fears, invite people to give you that valuable feedback. It is literally priceless and it could transform the way that you're showing up and serving the world and the way that you're selling. I think that you can sell with a lot more confidence when you know that your marketing and your messaging is reaching the right people. And I genuinely think that success in this year and in this decade means that your marketing is so clear that people are like, amen, hallelujah, here's my credit card and not in the fence or in the camp of being like, oh, I think this could be right. Maybe I'll give it a try. I think that we want to get so good at marketing that it is so obvious who is the right fit for what we're selling that they know without a shadow of a doubt that they are a confident buyer and that for the people that it's not the right offer or the right time or the right invitation, they can politely decline without feeling like they're in a polarizing environment. And so it's a really cool year for us to just really solidify that messaging. And I really think the way that we need to do that is by being willing to step out of our comfort zone and to invite in that dialogue and those conversations. Trust me, if I can do it, so can you. Okay, I'm so ready to implement. I don't know if I'm making any phone calls right now, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. (laughs) Just put a comment or a question in your Instagram stories and challenge yourself to respond with video DMs today. That's a really simple place to start. Okay. Challenge accepted. I'll do it. <laughs> thanks for having Thank me on. Thank you for again. Yeah, thanks for asking me all the questions. This is so fun. Of course. Let me know. I want to hear what people's favorite marketing tip was today. So go on to Instagram at Goldigger Podcast. Let us know which tip you're going to employ today. And we'll use that as an accountability system so that we can hold you accountable to what you're committing to. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. 